everyone, and welcome to Second Impressions, the show where we'll try anything twice. My name's Danica. And my name's Emma. Hello, Emma. Hello, Danica. How are you? I am a new person this week because there is something that we need to talk about. Is it? Is it? Yes. Yes. Is it? It's the Cats trailer. <laughs> the Cats trailer. Yay. <laughs> I want to talk about this. Um, I don't know about you. I'm horrified. But <laughs> life will never be the same. So, <laughs> Cats trailer, first impression. I fundamentally hate it. Yeah. But yeah. I know that I will see it and that there will be parts of it that I'm going to like. Yes, I agree. My first thought when I saw the trailer was, I didn't ask for this. No one did. And <laughs> then you sent me that lovely photo of the Sonic the Hedgehog and Cats mashup. Mm-hmm. And then I just wanted to cry. Well, because it's just like that scene from the trailer when... Sonic is just like, uh, meow. (laughs) (laughs) And James Marsden screams, because that's kind of how I felt when I saw this. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, is weird. They done did those cats so dirty. Pardon? I said they done did those cats so dirty. They really did. Uh, but the only good thing I feel that really came out of this trailer is just that Twitter was like a goldmine for... 24 hours. Everything that was coming up on Twitter related to this. And it was so funny. It was gold. Everyone from the people like defending it to the people that were hating on it to the people that were like just discovering cats for the first time being like, what the hell is this? Yeah. It was all amazing. Yes. I feel very sorry for that group of people that are discovering cats for the first time. Because I feel like even just watching the stage performance in their weird, like, leotard and fake fur costumes, like, that is disturbing enough. (laughs) And then this just, like, takes it to a whole new level. Yeah. (laughs) It's, like, it's already weird and they had to go and make it so much weirder. So much weirder. Like. But I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it. Well, Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) Obviously. We don't even have to talk about that. No, like, that's not even an option. And it's not like, well, I guess now we have to see it since we talked about it in the show. It's like, no, we're No, we were going to see it anyway. Going to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I just... I just don't know. I do know. But I know. (laughs) <laughs> I know that it's going to disappoint me, but it's going to have its moments. I think, yes, I'm very excited for Idris Elba's McCavity. I think that's going to be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Dame Judi Dench yes, is the only and obvious choice for Old Deuteronomy. Yeah. And Sir... Ian McKellen. Which I was, I was getting them confused. <laughs> no, I was thinking of Patrick Stewart because there's a new Star Trek trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Star Trek Picard. And that is an amazing trailer. And I'm so excited for that movie. I 
wanted to cry with excitement for that because it looks so good. Uh, so yeah, that that whole weekend, as far as movie trailers go, is really like it's two two sides, you know. Yes, yes. Two sides of the spectrum. I haven't seen the Star Trek Picard trailer, but I did watch the Top Gun Maverick trailer. Oh, and I didn't see that one. Um, it looks pretty like badass. Okay, cool. I don't know, like for being just like a Top Gun sequel that like nobody asked for thirty years after the fact. <laughs> it looks pretty, pretty good. cool. Yay! However, I don't know what that movie is about. Other than just Maverick, and it's called Top Gun Maverick, and it's just like shots of Tom Cruise flying his plane. Yeah, man, and I feel like that's all you need to know. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, you play it safe, you give the people the eye candy that they want to see, don't fuck it up with all the little details, right? How do you think we got so many Fast and Furious movies? I personally requested them from Vin Diesel. Oh, wow, you got some pull. Yeah, he's a very nice man. (laughs) I said, give me 10 or give me none. And he chose 10 because that is a pretty good paycheck for Vin Diesel, you know? Yes. Great. (laughs) How nice of him. Yeah. Ready to move on? I guess so. Like... If I can. Sometimes I just still think about it when I don't want to. <laughs> about what specifically? The Cats trailer. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, no. I mean, like, that. that's going to live with us for the rest of our lives, probably. Until we go to the heavy side layer ourselves. <laughs> I, yeah, I just don't understand some of their choices, but that's okay. <laughs> Can't wait to be reborn from this life when I don't have to exist in the same world as the new Cats movie. Do you think that we would still remember the Cats trailer? <laughs> I hope not, but it's a, it's a cruel life, you know? You don't always get what you want. You don't. You really don't in this case. <laughs> hey, Emma. Hey, Danica. What are you drinking? Um, so this week I am drinking a new soda pop that I found. I don't know why I keep calling it soda. It's just like... Yeah, you, you've you been kind of flip-flopping between like soda I and know. pop and soda pop. Well, it's pop. We're in Canada now. Even in Iowa, they called it pop. So I don't know what my problem is. What's happening? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um... So I was at the store, and I saw that Crush came out with a couple, like, summer flavors. What? Yeah. So they have blue raspberry and pineapple. Ooh. And I thought that the blue raspberry would just be, like, way too, like, fake. Like sugar syrup, right? Yeah. So I got the pineapple, but oh my god, it's really bad. (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) It's so sweet. I took one sip, and I was like, bah! Well, I've had, like, Fanta pineapple, and I'm not a huge fan of that. So I imagine that this would be maybe just, like, a, an even faker version of that. I guess. Like, it smells really good. It kind of just tastes like if th- they got, like, cream soda and put just, like, a bit of pineapple flavoring in it. Which is probably what they did. Yeah. And just I mean, drink like, pineapple juice. Yeah. Just take pineapple juice, put it through your soda stream, call it a day. Truth. Truth. <laughs> 
I fucked up. <laughs> well, I, it's a learning experience. I just wanted to try something new and trendy. I, you know, I am proud of you. I'm proud of you for this. Thank you. <laughs> hey, Danica. Hey, Emma. What are you drinking? I, surprising no one, I'm drinking 33 acres of sunshine. <laughs> Damn it. Old Faithful. And Well, okay, but, you know, there's a nice story behind it, which is kind of the same story as always, which is that I was at work and I got a text <laughs> from Keegan and he was like, I, he gets off work sooner than I do. So he's like, I'm stopping at the grocery store. What do you want? And I was like, I don't want anything from the grocery store. I want beer. Didn't get a response. <laughs> Figured he was already on the road. I responded pretty late. And so I was like, oh, let me know if it's too late and I'll pick up beer on my way home. And he texts me and he's like, yeah, it's too late, but I actually already bought you beer. And I was like, what a hero. What a legend. I am so undeserving of this. That's amazing. And he's like, I just bought you 33 acres of sunshine because I didn't know what else. I'm like, that's literally what I was going to ask you for. You are a mind reader and I appreciate you so much. You're really blessed, you know. I am. Okay. Keegan and I have a psychic connection, but only <laughs> when it comes to the food that we're craving. Well, I mean, I feel like if you're going to have any psychic connection, that one is probably the best one to have. <laughs> yeah. It'll little, literally little, 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 be like, sorry, I can't talk today. <laughs> I a I'm still like adjusting to my new job. And every day I'm just like, ah. Um, so what will happen is I will be thinking to myself, I want pizza tonight. And then Keegan will walk up to me and be like, do you want to get pizza tonight? Oh my God. It's magic. It's the perfect relationship. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have to communicate my food needs. He just hears them. And this would solve like so many couples problems, I feel. Like, probably, because how many couples argue about, like, oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Yeah. Or, like, you know, there's that meme. Well, not it's not really a meme, but it's just, like, a thing, stereotype where, uh, like, the couple is always arguing about, like, where they're going to – where they're going to go eat. Mm-hmm. Like, what restaurant they're going to go to. Yeah, not an issue with us. Yeah. No. You got, you got a good one there. Yep. Hold on to that. <laughs> Thanks, I plan on it. Good. Good. So what are we talking about today? Uh, Today, we are talking about a very special throwback Mm -hmm. to me. I don't know about you. Mm. Today, it's the Backstreet Boys. And why are we talking about the Backstreet Boys this week? Because, well, I guess when this episode comes out, but... Not while we're recording this. I am seeing them. Yeah, you are. In concert. (laughs) I am fulfilling a, I don't know, dream that I had from like 20 years ago. Actually, Travis fulfilled this for me because he got me tickets for Christmas because he is literally the best. He gets you. And uh, yeah, I'm very excited. So on the 27th, we're going to Vancouver. We're going to go see the Backstreet Boys. Fuck yeah. Are you going to their official after party at Celebrities? No, because I'm very pregnant. Yeah, but like how fucking cool would that be? Like if you were like, imagine that you are like 20 and you are out in the club and you see a pregnant lady getting down. 
Wouldn't you look at her and be like, yes, goals. I mean, I have been to the bar while I've been pregnant. Um, I've this gone to go see our friend Dave from Sasquatch Ate My Baby. Um, his band, Astral Curse, perform. Mm-hmm. They're very good. Um, and I don't know. It just feels weird to be in a scenario. And then I would think I'd be a little scared at the club, especially like celebrities, because like at least when we go see the band perform, like I can stay away from like the mosh pit and stuff like that and kind of find a secluded area. But like at celebrities, like I remember going there when we were young and Uh there's just like drunk assholes everywhere. Yeah, there's the pub environment and the club environment. Yes. I've always been more partial to the pub environment. Yes. Way more chill. Yeah. But um, would I want to get down? Definitely. Can I get down? Not for very long. (laughs) Can you physically get down? (laughs) Not really. (laughs) In short bursts. Yeah. I was at yoga yesterday and we were practicing squats. And she's like, yeah, just like come up whenever you need a rest. And I'd like go and I'd squat for probably like 10 seconds or something like that. And then I'd feel like my hips just like start screaming. And I was like, if I don't rest right now, I am never getting back up. (laughs) Yeah. And you don't want to be the person that gets stuck. No. (laughs) It needs like someone on under either arm to like haul you back up. Or just like sit on, take your booty to the floor. (laughs) Yeah. Or that, the ultimate deep squat. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but that'd be very cool. If I wasn't pregnant, I would probably be dragging Travis to that. Totally. Oh, you're going to have such a good time. I'm really excited. Um, yes. So let's get into it. <laughs> Backstreet's back. All right. Backstreet's back. All right. Uh, Backstreet Boys. What do you need to know? They're a boy band. Well, they don't classify themselves as a boy band they do not they are a vocal group they started in the early 90s they're three of them are from florida the other two are from like tennessee or something they're all american (laughs) uh something that i learned this week is that they got their first start in europe yeah really successful over there before they ever broke the charts in america yeah uh so they got signed to a label and then they got shipped off to Europe and they were doing cool Euro pop stuff over there and they didn't really like explode into North America until their second album and even then there was like a special American version of it that was like a mashup of their first album and their second album. Mm-hmm. But then, when their third album came out, Millennium, that's when it really took off, and they were just, like, insanely popular. And they've never really stopped. Like, it is 2019, they've put out their ninth album, and they're currently on a world tour. Well, they went on, like, a hiatus for a while, for a few years. Yeah, and one of the guys was out of the group for a few years. Kevin. Kevin. Who who's there? There's Kevin, there's AJ, there's Howie, there's Nick, and there's Brian. Yeah, that's all of them. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> but let's pretend that I remembered that off the top of my head. I was trying to think. Um I was trying to remember all of their names, and I could only remember 
uh, AJ and Howie and Nick. Oh, yeah. Sorry, you other two. Well, I'm impressed that you remembered Howie. I feel like Howie and Kevin often get, like, left out. But I feel like Howie's a more, it's like, I don't know too many Howies. It's a more unique name, so it stuck out in my brain. Mm. But I've met so many Kevins and so many Bryans, I was like, nah, pick one. <laughs> you can't have both. <laughs> no, I mean, like, pick any Kevin or any Brian. Oh, it doesn't I really see. matter. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to all the Kevin and Brian stands out there. Um, yeah. First impressions. Um, so Millennium. Mm-hmm. That CD that you just mentioned that really, like, rocketed them to, like, superstar status. Mm-hmm. It had the song I Want It That Way on it, and that was the very first CD that I ever bought myself with my own money. Wow. I was 10. I bought it. That's so special. Then I went home and listened to it on my Walkman. Oh, yes. And I listened to that thing like nonstop and I would literally just like lie on my bed (laughs) and listen to it (laughs) I think they were like the first like guy music group that was like relatively new that I really liked because I had been through like a really big like Spice Girls and Britney Spears phase yep um and then growing up like some of my favorite bands to listen to were like Steve Miller Band and the Eagles because mm-hmm. my dad would listen to them all the time. But Backstreet Boys were like the first one from like my music generation. Yeah. That I really liked. Yeah. Um, never really like got that into NSYNC. I thought I kind of thought that of them as like the poor man's Backstreet Boys. It's like they're not as cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So this was the time of like boy bands like yeah were everywhere and granted we are kind of in like a new generation of boy bands now definitely um but there was just there was so many back in the day and like who was your favorite i feel like this was something that was asked a lot like yeah were you into backstreet boys or did you like nsync more were you a new kids on the block person uh name another one 98 um, degrees 98 degrees yes that's what i'm thinking of thank you <laughs> <laughs> there's so many there were a lot and then there were like all of like the little ones that had like their one hit wonders like lfo and o-town and o-town i was going through the wiki page of backstreet boys and at one point o-town was mentioned and i was like yeah. oh, i haven't heard that in literally 20 years <laughs> yeah they really crushed it with that one song uh which was what again um liquid dreams liquid dreams wow what a time what a time the 2000s (laughs) were a special (laughs) special place yeah millennium was definitely like my i guess full introduction to Backstreet Boys, and that's the time period when I was into them the most, because mm-hmm. they were everywhere. Yeah. They were huge. That, like, album cover art is iconic when they're, like, all in yes. white, yes. and it's got, like, the blue lights behind yes. them, and it's very, like, ooh. Yes. Early aughts, late 90s, early aughts, very, like, of the time. <laughs> very millennium. 
very millennium <laughs> and every song on that i have probably heard a thousand times yeah i think i know the words to like all of the songs on that cd mm-hmm. um i do know some of the earlier songs but i think that just the fact that they were like as popular as they were with Millennium, and also mm-hmm. because we were in that age range where we were discovering music on our own, and we were starting to buy albums on our own and stuff like that. We were able to make our own dang music choices. That's right. We chose Backstreet Boys. We did. <laughs> <laughs> um, But I was honestly never really a big boy band person. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't at that level where I was absolutely dying to go to their concerts and, like, crying if I saw them on TV or something like that. I just really enjoyed their music. Yeah. I thought it was, like, super fun to dance to, and, like, their sad songs were so sad. (laughs) You know? Just, like... Show me the meaning of being lonely. Yeah, like, typical, I feel like, preteen stuff. Yeah, Where you're just you, starting you to hear feel that when you're feelings. 10 and you're like, oh my god, that's the deepest thing I've ever heard. Yes, yes. I've never known emotion like this. Yeah, but like I've never wanted to be like one of those girls in the front row like crying with her sign and screaming. Yeah. And just being like, Nick, marry me or something like that. <laughs> I remember, I remember being a kid and... Like, the majority of my extended family was all located on Vancouver Island, so I mm-hmm. saw them all really regularly, except for, like, my one aunt and uncle and cousin who lived way out in Winnipeg for the majority of my life. So I would see them maybe once a year at Christmas. And I remember one year for Christmas, they got me an InSync CD. And I was oh, like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like... You don't know me at all. Because <laughs> I was like, number one, why would you give me a boy band CD? And then number two, if you're going to give me a boy band CD, why would you give me NSYNC? I like, also had that same experience. Really? Yeah. With NSYNC too? Yeah. Like oh a family member got me a gift and they got me the NSYNC No Strings Attached yeah. CD. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yes. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not super into these boy groups, but if I'm going to pick one, it's going to be Backstreet Boys. Like, duh. Yeah. No contest. And I didn't really realize why that was until this week, so we can get into that in our second impressions. Yeah, totally. I agree. Mm Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that we need to touch on? Was there, like, a favorite song or a favorite member that you had? Um... My favorite songs I'm going to talk about during Second Impressions because I feel like my tastes have, like, shifted as I've gotten older. I don't remember what my favorite song was when I was, like, 10. But I do know now, like, 100% what my favorite songs of theirs are. Okay. I will say that I did have, like, a strange thing happen with the Backstreet Boys where – their next CD that came out after Millennium, Black and Blue. Also a good one. Uh, I was not interested. Oh. I had their Millennium CD and then I had the 
their first CD. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And that was good. I had I like I liked a few of the songs off Black and Blue. Um, the call yeah, was a real bop. the call. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking at the list of it now, and I was like, actually, you know what? Looking at all of these, I only remember a couple of the songs, and yeah. like, the call is the main one. Yeah, and that's track one. Yeah, so if if track one is your best song, that's not the best album. No, and um, and then after that, like I, I literally don't know what their next CD was after that. I. I just completely like lost. Never gone from two thousand five. Touch with them. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, we Resurgence, were. I mean, yeah. Of. By that point, we were teenagers, and we were definitely into our like Fallout Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say pop punk, but yes, our Fallout Boy, our emo boys, like you know, we were going. We we're going more rock. But yeah. Yeah. So I guess it was like a brief but impactful time in my life. Yeah. When did Black and Blue come out? Uh, 2000. 2000? Mm-hmm. Oh. One year after Millennium. Wow. Yeah, but I think Millennium was so impactful that it was, it like, it stayed on the radio for years and years after it came out, and it totally. probably, those songs were so good that I bet they just overshadowed anything that was coming out on yeah. Black and Blue. Yeah, that makes sense. They're probably like trying to. Um, their manager was probably trying to like follow the hype of Millennium with something else super quick, and maybe that just means that those songs weren't as strong. I mean, Millennium has "Larger Than Life." I want it that way. Show me the meaning of being lonely. Like you just you can't. No, you can't top that. <laughs> no, it's impossible. And even nowadays, like, I bet you if you ask just, like, a random person to name any Backstreet Boys song, they're going to either be, like, everybody, Backstreet's back, or I want it that way. Mm-hmm. And possibly I want it that way will come quicker. Because it was on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is such a great cold open. I love it. Oh, man. It's really funny. Okay. Okay. Well... That was exciting. Should we move on to our next exciting little break? I'm ready for a break. A bachelorette break. Yay. (laughs) So this week, (laughs) the men tell all. The men tell all. We get the rose ceremony. Post-fantasy kind of. suite, yeah, kind of, yeah, kind of, not, re- we get one really terrible bit of the rose ceremony post-fantasy suite week, and then we get the men tell all. Yeah. And to be honest, that, like, preamble to the rose ceremony was a lot more compelling than the rest of the episode. There were so many parts of this episode that... I liked, and there were so many parts where I was like, I just don't need this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I will say that I love the editors of this show. Like, they deserve so many awards. (laughs) They do such a good job (laughs) with, like, hours and hours and hours of footage. And they just know. They know. They They know what we want, and they deliver. Yeah. 
bless them. So quick recap. <laughs> Rose ceremony. It's just the three guys. They're all excited. They're like, oh, my God, Luke P's not coming. She sent him home. No, probably. they're waiting for him. Yeah, but then he doesn't show up and they start, They don't they start kind of like talking? No, like, oh. no, because then he like shows up. Mm, yeah, but I, one of them definitely like rolled his eyes when he showed up. Well, for sure. But I mean, like, doesn't that happen? <laughs> Every time? <laughs> Every yeah. yeah ceremony. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, as a so Luke P shows up even though Hannah sent him home, and Hannah comes to the rose ceremony and oh Luke P's there and she's mad because she's like I sent you home what are you doing here and he's like I just want to talk to you she's like no I don't want that I want you to leave and it's a big old fight and. Hannah's like, I'm done with you. And then he keeps trying. And then all the other guys come to like back her up. And Tyler C tries to fight him. (laughs) (laughs) It would have been satisfying to see Luke P get punched, but I wouldn't want Tyler to have to like sink to that level. Yeah. And do that. Yeah. Because he's better than that. He is. Yeah. And that's why he didn't punch him. Mm-hmm. And then everybody gets involved, and it's so dramatic. And yeah. they're like, did she send you home? And he's like, well, yeah. And Hannah's like, yeah. And Chris Harrison comes in. And, and he's just he's like standing there well, for so long. He's just the host. He doesn't actually, like, get involved ever. He's, like, the producer of this show. Like... Yeah, he's trying to make compelling content. Well, way to go, Chris Harrison. You did it. <laughs> now you did it him. at Hannah's expense. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, he asks Hannah, it's like, it's up to you. What do you want? She says, I want him gone. And so he leaves. Yeah. So we do still have the actual rose ceremony to go through. <laughs> yeah. And that looks very, there looks to be a lot of tears coming. Oh, for sure. (sighs) And then we sat down with all the guys, except I noticed that Scott wasn't there. And neither was Tyler G. And neither was Tyler G. Do I even remember what Tyler G looks like? This is the other thing. They go through and they're showing all the guys (laughs) and I'm just like, I don't remember you at all. I know the first three, I was like, who? (laughs) Yeah, like, who's Ryan? I don't know. I have no idea. Somebody who I assume went home on the first night. I guess so. Um, But yeah, Tyler G was the one that got the very first one-on-one date with Hannah. And then he got sent home like off camera because he was abusive to his ex-girlfriends. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get that guy out of here. Yeah. So no Scott, no other Tyler. But everybody else was there. As far as I could tell. I don't remember. Yeah. I mean, that sounds... Unfortunately, Cam was there. And unfortunately, Cam is on Bachelor in Paradise. I know. How upsetting is that? I was like, oh, John Paul Jones is on Bachelor in Paradise. That'll be fun. Like, interesting. And then there was like one brief clip of Cam on the show. Mm -hmm. And I was like, nope. Not watching that. Not watching that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they showed like a preview of it at the end of the episode. And it looks... Dramatic, like just AF. a shit show. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to subject myself to that. I don't know about you. 
No, I mean, first of all, I'm very confused as to what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> Have you ever watched Bachelor in Paradise? No. Have we talked about, like, what it is? Because I no. only recently learned. Tell me. Enlighten So me. I guess there's, like, a bunch of guys and a bunch of girls, and in some ways it's kind of a free-for-all. But what happens every week is uh, somebody gets eliminated, and... Or maybe a couple people get eliminated, and it's um, it goes back and forth between the guys and the girls. How do they get eliminated? The guys will eliminate the girls, and the girls will eliminate the guys, I think. Like Survivor style? Kind of. Harsh. Yeah. <laughs> but instead of kicking someone out of your own tribe, you're kicking people out of the other person's tribe. Right. So, I don't know. I had Hannah explain it to me. Not Hannah Brown. <laughs> 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 our friend hannah um yeah and that's how that's how it works until eventually it gets down to like the last two i guess which seems wild but i don't know i don't know it seems too messy yeah like the trailer just looked like a huge mess everybody was crying everybody was crying or fighting or like physically making fighting out. or making out yeah <laughs> but I expected that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I think I'm going to sit that one out. Yeah. I'm not interested in that. No. I want to know who the next Bachelor is going to be. Yes. Because I need to know if it's going to be Mike. Yes. I know. Now apparently people are calling for either Mike or Tyler C. to be the next Bachelor. Yeah. I think Tyler C. would be a great choice if he doesn't quote-unquote win um but even if he does win haven't they broken up already Hannah true. and whoever she that is she correct mm-hmm you're not wrong well then <laughs> yeah and I guess the other thing that makes me think that it might not be Mike is that I know that it was like a big deal that Hannah became the bachelorette because she placed fourth in her season of The Bachelor. And that's like right. the earliest that someone's been eliminated. Right. And asked to come and be like the next Bachelor or Bachelorette. Um, or at least definitely for The Bachelorette. But I don't know. I don't know how far back they've gone on The Bachelor side. I mean, they might pick Mike, though, because I don't think they've had a Black Bachelor yet. For sure not. And so they might just want that press. <laughs> and also it's mike and also it's mike like he is the best choice yeah he's obviously like people have and people have been asking for him to be the bachelor for a long time since before you got eliminated they were like yeah yeah mike so if chris harrison doesn't pick him then why are you even making tv chris harrison if you want good tv you'll put mike on your show yeah everybody just wants to see mike happy that is all I want. You see him and you're just like, man, I only want good things for that guy. Yeah. So I'm glad that they had like a sit down conversation with Mike. Yeah. It was very sweet. Which also like now I'm thinking maybe he is going to be the next Bachelor because they only had sit down conversations with like Luke, John Paul Jones, who's going to be on Bachelor in Paradise. Mm-hmm. And Mike. Yeah. 
But what about when Devin came out when he was interviewing Luke and he was like, yeah, I can't sit back and listen to this bullshit. I have to say something. That That was such a move. (laughs) That is not who I was expecting, but I was kind of expecting something like that. Yeah. Honestly, I thought it was going to be Garrett. Mm, No, because Garrett's the Garrett's the guy that like smiles and takes it and just laughs. Yeah. Yeah. He's the guy that put baloney discs on his eyes. <laughs> the Which best is a photo that will be saved in my phone until I die. I know. I just want to use it for like every situation now. I know. <laughs> it's going to replace the uh, you know, the this is fine meme where the dog's sitting in like the room that's on fire. Yeah, instead it's just gonna be Garrett with baloney on his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's really good. Uh, yeah, this tell yeah. all was kind of like it was kind of exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, just like a huge bash on Luke P. Yeah, but do you remember what you said last week about what you wanted? What you said you wanted to hear from Mateo? I know, I was so excited, <laughs> and you got that. And then he, it was not worth it. No, the point that he made was that. Luke has been dragged through the mud enough and that we should just all collectively move on with our lives. And the answer is no, Mateo. No, because he is, like, probably going to become a serial killer or something. So, like, (laughs) we need to, we need to fix this. Yeah, like, Mateo trying to be all, like, pragmatic or whatever and just failing it's like i've waited how many weeks for you to open your mouth and say something and this is what comes out (laughs) defending luke not necessarily defending him but just like wanting everybody to stop i do feel like this episode of like the men tell all just spent way too much time on luke p still like it still felt like the luke p show Mm -hmm. and even when he showed up um to confront Hannah after she had already sent him home. Like, he's just making it all about himself. Mm-hmm. It's not about you, Luke. It's about Hannah. Best part of the episode was definitely Hannah's apology to the Bachelor Nation for spending so much time on Luke and making a season that is, like, primarily focused on this asshole. Yes. I liked that moment. I also really liked the moment when he, like, wouldn't get out of her way at the rose ceremony. So she just picks up the pedestal and walks around him. <laughs> that was very good. That felt like a very Hannah move to me. Yeah. It's like, very We've been watching this girl for many weeks now. I feel like we understand her a little bit. And yes. Like, yeah, that's Hannah yeah. all over. Uh Yeah. That was good. And I I I accept her apology. I do too. Girl, he didn't know. You're blinded by something. I'm not sure what. She tried. She tried her hardest. It has to be really hard. Yeah. Especially to go back and watch yourself like yeah. experiencing it. Yeah. From, you know, you have this, like, outsider's perspective. You have this objective viewpoint now because you've lived through it. You have all the great editing done by the team. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're just like, damn. 
what was I doing? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I do think that we can all move on now. I feel like it's done because it was actually great to see, like, they come back from commercial break and Luke just kind of gets up and walks away without a word. And it's like, well, cool. That's exactly what I wanted to happen. Like, that's the first time that he, I think, has not tried to have the last word. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe there's some growth there. Good for you, Luke. And if not, then good riddance and goodbye. I mean, also not really, because if you look at his Twitter, he pretty much joined Twitter just to bash Hannah. So he's still trying to get in the last <sighs> word that way. God. <sighs> <sighs> he's just not a good person. No. No. But- I don't know. There were many good, like, dialogues that were happening. The fact that they have been so open about religion and sex and what that means to, like, be in a physically intimate relationship and still be a person of faith and whatever. And the fact that Jonathan was there and he was like, we've also had conversations about faith and, you know, the difference is that you are, like, really pushing your viewpoint on everybody else and... uh, me and Hannah are just over here just trying to treat everybody with love. So. Yeah. Who's the real Christ-like person, my guy? <laughs> They're good conversations to have is what I'm trying to say. They are. There is some good, um, definitely some good points made on the show at Luke P's expense. Yeah. Because he's still just saying the cringiest things, the most misogynistic shit, the creepiest stuff, like, and the fact that, I mean, I know that some of this was probably editing, but literally every time Chris Harrison asked him a question, and then it was just, like, silence Oh yeah. as he's planning his response. Like, he's not the sort of person that can just respond and speak from the heart right away. He has to think about what he's going to say. Because he's trying to manipulate people. And then Chris Harrison will challenge him on something that he said. And then he immediately backs up and needs to, like, rephrase it. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm just – you misunderstood me. This is what I meant to say. And it's like, fuck you, man. Yeah. It has been – like, the hardest moments for me have been when he is like, I didn't say that. And it's like, I – we literally watched those words come out of your mouth. You're being filmed. Like two seconds ago. There's yeah. proof. <laughs> That's how like he's not even manipulators that, work. Yeah, but like it's just he's not even good at lying. No. <laughs> like, come on. Hone but your that's craft. Like, that's how gaslighting works at though. Li- at lying. That's how gaslighting works is you make the other person like question their own sanity and question their own memory. It's like, oh, what if I did remember that wrong? And like maybe he is right and blah blah blah. And so Yeah, Hannah made another really good point where she's like, this was all worth it as long as somebody, like, maybe someone will look at what this relationship was like and recognize something. Yeah. And hopefully find a way to get out of their own toxic relationship. And if I can help one person, then, yeah, worth it. Yeah. Well, I'm very excited for next week. Woo! Back to the good guys. We have a two-part finale. Ugh, my God. (sighs) 
My heart is ready. My head is ready. My head is ready. My body is ready. Uh, I am ready to be not stuck in this (laughs) trash pile anymore. Final predictions. Like, this is it. Okay. Final predictions. I think Tyler C. is going to be going home in this upcoming rose ceremony. Okay. So it's going to be Jed and Peter at the end. And then, I don't, oh, fuck. I don't know. I feel. Could be a coin toss, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. My gut is telling me that it's going to be Jed. Yeah, it might be. I mean, he has been such a strong contender for so, so, so long. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, I was looking on the Wikipedia page because it has, like, the outcomes of all the rose ceremonies on there. And he's been, like, at the top of the list for a very long time. hmm And if Hannah and whoever she ended up with has broken up by now, then, you know, all that stuff about Jed's girlfriend that came out pretty recently – could be an indicator <laughs> there. It lines up. It lines up pretty well. Yeah. And she doesn't seem to be dwelling on like the bad hometown that she had with him. No. No. Not even like a little bit. No. Which is kind of weird, but. Or at least they're not showing it to us on camera. No. I don't know. But yeah, Jed and Peter sound right. If you. Well, let's do this. If you say Jed, I'll say Peter. Okay. Peter the pilot, who I did not like from the first episode, yeah. is now who I'm putting my money on to win, except I don't, <laughs> I don't, no, let's not bet money. I don't want to do that. Maybe we're both wrong and it's Tyler C. <laughs> that would be great, except that they already broke up, but that would be hilarious if Tyler goes and wins it all. Oh, yeah. man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Gunning for Peter. You're gunning for Jed. I mean, I'm not gunning for Jed. I just, that's who I think is going to win. Okay, but now, like, the stakes are high, so we have to commit to it. I don't want him to win, though. Peter! <laughs> <laughs> now that I've said it out loud, I'm sticking to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I'm I'm sticking with it. I, I think Jed's going to win. I do want to be right. I just don't want Jed to win. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Thank you. You can be, you can be <laughs> conflicted about this. I'm having some conflicting emotions. <laughs> We're so close to the end. We are. We're two episodes, one week away. And then it's going to be done. And then we can, I don't know, do something else, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe we should just end this podcast. <laughs> yeah, what's even the point? I have had people tell me that they wouldn't mind us just having a Bachelor-focused podcast. (laughs) Yeah, one of our listeners um, told me the other day that he hasn't seen a single episode of The Bachelorette, but now thanks to us, he is very invested. It's so hard not to be. I didn't, I didn't know. I had no idea going into it. No. Me neither. Well, that's the other thing is after all of this, we're going to have to like really talk about our impressions. Yeah. About what about our own personal journey and what we've been through. <laughs> yeah. What has the past, I don't know, 13, 
weeks meant to you is it 13 weeks something like that i don't know but i was like looking at our uh episode list and we started this not long before we started the twilight series and that was just like that was like a lot yeah to go through you know? we've been through a lot in the last couple of months <laughs> it's gonna be fun to reflect back on it all it will be all right next week our final bachelorette break be there or be square cool yeah people definitely stay there <laughs> who's gonna win we don't know who do you Peter. think is gonna win um listeners mike <laughs> mike's been eliminated mike <laughs> mike wins my heart uh what was that guy from the beginning brian brian the math teacher yeah yeah brian wins yeah yeah oh they didn't have everybody there because that box guy wasn't there oh my god where was box king (laughs) boxes i got a box for that sorry box king (laughs) what the fuck was that guy's name i I don't know does it matter (laughs) it doesn't matter but i just uh, wow wow i i'm i can't believe you remember that how can you not remember that that was iconic i i clearly already suppressed it but <laughs> maybe he was busy selling boxes boxes <laughs> <laughs> we gotta move on we do let's get back into some backstreet boys Woo! Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Second impressions. Okay. What was this week like for you? (laughs) Pardon? What was this week like for you? Okay, so just going to be like totally honest right now. Mm -hmm. I've been listening to my Backstreet Boys playlist for probably like three weeks because I'm trying to get pumped for Saturday. Okay. So it's been a journey. Um. Yeah, I didn't – I don't know if I did this week right. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean by that? Because, like, I didn't do such a deep dive into Backstreet Boys. I kind of did. I, like, went into, like, the the deep end where, like, your head's just under the water. I didn't go, like, all the way in, you know? Yes. Like, I listened to the old favorites – Yep. And I listened to um, their Spotify playlist. This is Backstreet Boys. Uh-huh. And then I listened sure. to their new CD that they put out last year. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. But you, like you and me, we're we're always like on the same page. We don't are. Worry about it. We are. But like I, I don't know. I feel like I should have gone like into like Black and Blue CD and like listened to that, and because at least that was around the same era. But I didn't. <laughs> it is hard with this one because they have a pretty big discography that spans over twenty years. Yeah. So you can't listen to everything. No. But I think, I mean, I feel okay with what I did. Yeah. Which is, yeah, that I listened to that Spotify playlist and I listened to new stuff. I listened to old stuff. I listened to songs that from like the middle part of their career that I had never heard before. So 
Yeah. 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 Let's talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously, like it started out, it was super fun. You know, you listen to your jams that you used to love. Mm -hmm. And it was like super comfortable in that. Yeah. In that um, space, you know, you're just like, yes, everybody backstreet's back. All right. You know all the words, even though you didn't know that you knew all the words, but they are just coming from somewhere in your brain and your heart where they live. Yeah. They're coming out to play. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. And I'm like, why can't I remember (laughs) other things in my life? why can't I do basic math some days? Yeah. You know, it's 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 hard. Because that space is being taken up by all this nostalgia shit. <laughs> Fuck that, am I right? Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, what I, I, I think that this music for me is best when it's on in the background and I am doing other things. Yeah. Because I'm not a huge pop person. Mm -hmm. And something that I discovered this week is that neither are the Backstreet Boys. Like, they are not really primarily pop. No. And I kind of always thought of them that way. Yeah. But they are a vocal group. And they dive into R&B, like, a lot. And they dive into, like adult contemporary and then they have some other like weird things and they'll they'll go into rock and they'll go into country and it's like they're doing whatever yeah they're doing whatever they want to do yeah yeah i um did read about their difficulties that they had with their manager lou perlman Mm -hmm. which was super heartbreaking i think he also managed in sync Ooh. Um, and, like, a couple other groups from around that time and basically, like, controlled the groups so much so that they were basically not making anything for a very long time while they were performing and probably also, like, controlling the kind of music that they were putting out. So hearing all of their, like, early stuff, like Mm – and even from Millennium, and then listening to their latest CD, like, the sounds are so different. And not just because everybody's gotten a bit older. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have good news. Lou Pearlman was sentenced to 25 years in prison, and he died there three years ago. Yes. (laughs) Uh, for conspiracy and money laundering and uh, false claims and, yeah, he owed more than $300 million. Wow. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. They, yeah, they came out with, like, a documentary on YouTube, I think, recently. Mm -hmm. I did not watch that, but now I kind of want to. Yeah, no, I didn't dive in that deep. But now I'm curious. Yeah, I saw the, like, previews for it. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, that might be that might be something fun to do this weekend. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Probably not. I don't know. Yeah. How many times do I say I'm going to watch something on this show and then I never do? Don't. Yeah. No. 
Like a lot. <laughs> like every week. Like I'm still like, oh yeah, maybe I'll watch Men in Black 2 tonight. <laughs> you know, it's not that late. That's still an option for you. <laughs> Never give I'm up not on going your dreams. To, though. <laughs> oh, okay. No. <laughs> uh, okay, so revisiting the old stuff was very fun yes because it was it was living somewhere in me that i didn't realize that it was living and it's like there are times when you don't even realize how much of a fan you are yes (laughs) until you're exposed to it again and you're like yes i love this this is amazing and that was one of the reactions that i had this week it was really fun uh so when um, my, like, biggest moment, I guess, where, like, I didn't realize, like, how much of a fan I was, um, actually happened a couple of months ago, um, after Travis bought me these tickets, um, each ticket came with one of their new CDs. Ooh, cool. Yeah, for free. <laughs> and That's awesome. Um, so we were listening to it in the car, and Travis was, like, trying his best to really like take it in because he wants to be like ready to rock out on Saturday. <laughs> and um I was talking to him about like how I really loved how like all of the guys' voices like complement each other. Like they're all pretty different. Yeah. And he was like, oh, they literally sound like all the same person to me. <laughs> so then we were in the car driving and I was like, this is AJ. This is Nick. <laughs> This is Brian. <laughs> oh my god! AJ again. <laughs> you know what they all sound like? I don't. I still don't. Uh, yeah, I demand justice for Howie and Kevin because they don't get nearly enough like solo parts, and their voices are just as good as the rest of them. They're all very talented singers, and I think this is why Backstreet Boys were and kind of are better than a lot of the other boy bands or boy groups from that time period is that they were all very vocally talented like they could really sing and that wasn't always the case for pop groups yeah i mean just using nsync as a comparison because it's the easiest one Mm -hmm. i like and not just because i wasn't a huge fan but i literally don't know what like the other three guys other than Justin Timberlake and JC Chazay sound, sound like on their own. Nope. I don't even remember their names. I know that there's Joey Fatone. Oh, yeah, that one. Oh, yeah. He's like a TV host of something now. Yeah, and he has his own food truck. Oh, good for... Oh, yeah. Fat one. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's Lance Is that Bass. actually what it's called or did I make that up? No, that's literally what it's called. <laughs> yes, great. Oh, yeah, Lance Bass. And then and... there's the guy that wore the bandana all the time. <laughs> yeah, bandana guy. He doesn't need any. Yeah, I don't know. Cool. Yeah, and there were there were often, like, scandals of, like, <laughs> lip syncing and stuff. And, yeah, yeah, that happens to a lot of people in the pop industry. Yeah. But I don't think Backstreet Boys have ever had that happen. No, I think that... You know, whether it benefited them or didn't benefit them in that moment, they've always sung live. And, like, I remember seeing some of their performances when I was younger, and I was like, wow, that was not great. 
But you did it. But it was definitely live. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, there's something to be said about that. Yeah. They take a lot of pride in their singing ability. They do, and they're all great. They are all great. They can all sing. Yeah. I discovered a fun thing <laughs> this week. Tell me. So I find like AJ and Nick are often the most, they're given like the most vocal responsibility on the tracks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. <laughs> Their voices are very different. Like AJ's is pretty like raspy. Yeah. And Nick is like a 12-year-old boy. Um, I was listening to this one song on their This Is Backstreet Boys playlist. And then the <laughs> next song came up and they reused, or I don't know if they just like were like, AJ, this is your jam. But there's this run that AJ does in both of the songs. Oh, no. That is the exact same. Oh, no. Um, yeah, that'll happen. What is the songs? One of the songs was from Black and Blue. Um, Get Another Boyfriend. And okay. then the other song was That's the Way I Like It oh, from Millennium. Okay. I'm, I'm going to have to go back and listen to those. Yeah. And I think on – the second one I mentioned, he does it at the beginning, and then in the Get Another Boyfriend song, he does it, like, I don't know, after the bridge or something like that, like, later on. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, what? <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> Were the songs, like, back-to-back in yeah. the playlist? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody needs to fix that playlist. Well, I had it on random, like, shuffle. Oh. Well... Like, I guess that's still shop- uh, Shopify. Spotify. That's the wrong thing. Spotify. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that's another website. That's still Shopify's fault, I guess. I said Spotify. it again. Spotify. <laughs> you know, I said... I was not on Shopify. I definitely... <laughs> I was. <laughs> Unrelated. Um, whatever. I'm just... Bl- I'm gonna... Blame both of them for all of my problems from now on. It's cool. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. So I have really not listened to any of Factory Boys' newer stuff since 2008. Mm-hmm. Probably earlier than that. Probably 2004. Um, so that was weird to get into and realizing that they did explore a lot of other genres and that they can pull those off like really really well yeah um i i like when they go kind of like a rock route because it reminds me of the rock bands that i grew up listening to Mm -hmm. like the eagles where i mean they're like they started off like way more country but they still had all of those vocal harmonies and I, I, there's, I don't know, there's something nostalgic in that for me. I agree. So I really enjoyed that. Um, but I'm trying to think of songs that, like, actually stood out for me. Um, oh, I thought that In a World Like This from 2013, mm-hmm. that album was, like, kind of hit and miss 
for me Mm -hmm. because there was a song on it. I think it was Trust Me that was really unlike anything that I had heard them do before. And I thought that it was really, really good. And it was kind of like my style. I was like, oh, this is like the music that I actually like to listen to on a regular (laughs) basis. And I could listen to this like really often. Yeah. And then later on in the same album, I want to say it was Feels Like Home. That one has a real country twang that did not sit well with me. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I am not really into the country. Um... I watched this interview that Brian did on a radio station. Okay. And he was like, we are getting more into country nowadays because when we do that style, we don't have to dance. You can two-step. But they don't want to do any of like their boy band dance moves anymore. He's like, we're getting too old. <laughs> it's like, fair <laughs> enough. Okay. But... And you're going to change your whole genre because of that? Yeah. Come on. (laughs) One of the new songs that really stood out to me was from their latest album, DNA. Mm -hmm. And it's called Breathe. And it's just like an acapella song. Yeah, when they do acapella, they kill it. And I... I think listening to that song, I'm thankful that in my Shopify playlist. Shut up. Leave <laughs> me alone. In my Spotify playlist, it um, like randomed, or maybe it was just on the CD. It randomed, and that song came on like pretty early on in my listening mm-hmm. exercise. And I was like, wow, they're really crushing all these harmonies. Like yeah, they can do the go. damn thing. They're doing the damn thing. Yeah. They've been doing it for 20 years. I imagine that they'd be pretty good by now. Yeah. And like, yeah, they have kind of changed up their sound over time, but it's not like they've gone super crazy in one direction or the other. It yeah. always still sounds like them. Yeah. You're not like, who am I listening to on this song? Yeah. It's always Backstreet Boys. Yep. They've got... They still got their signature sound. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just that they can sing really good. (laughs) (laughs) I also like that on DNA, there's a song called Don't Go Breaking My Heart, and I was fully expecting an Elton John cover. Oh. It wasn't that. (laughs) I really wanted it to be. I was like, ooh, that's fun. Like, I didn't know that they did that. And then it was just a completely different song. Yeah. It's a pretty good song. I didn't mind it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely impressive, like, the amount of success that they've had for such a long span of time. Yeah. They are, like, I think based on sales, the most successful boy band, quote unquote, in the world, which is wild. I also read something that... They managed to have, like, the longest, the longest, the third longest, like, gap between, uh, albums? Number one, yeah, like, number one ranking albums, like, mm-hmm. when it debuts, like, number one or something like that. Um, I'm gonna have to look this up again, because I'm not gonna remember it properly, but <laughs> it was, like, 
The other biggest gaps were like Paul McCartney, who had like a 30 something year gap. Oh, yeah. Um, and Santana, which was like 20 something years. Oh, shit. And then, yeah. And then this one was 19 years, something like that. Wait, what album did what album debuted at number one then? Uh, DNA. Really? DNA debuted at number one. What the fuck? And so did like Millennium. Oh. So well, like yeah, yeah, their other their other albums have done pretty well, but like DNA has done surprisingly well. Um, I'm shocked. And it debuted. Yeah, it debuted at number one. Paul McCartney's gap was 36 years between, like, number one debuting albums, and Santana's was 28 years, and Backstreet Boys are 20 years. Well, 19 years. look at them boys go. Yeah. Pretty good. Especially, <laughs> <laughs> especially being, like, when did they start? They formed in like 1993. Their first album was 1996. So, yeah. yeah, 23 years after they started. And they have a number one debuting album. Like, yeah. Ridiculous. That's crazy. Mm hmm. I didn't realize that that album was so popular. It's doing really well. And they're on a global tour. Because, like, we're not just talking about North America. Like, globally, they're huge. Oh, yeah. And I guess that's also something that I realized this week, because we knew that they were big here. Yeah. For obvious reasons. Yeah. Because we were big into them. But, yeah, all all around the world. <laughs> wow. I thought you had more to say. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> What else is there to say? It's really impressive, and I have to respect that. Are they my kind of music that I'm going to listen to all the time? No. No. <laughs> and that's too bad, but I think it's great easy listening. I think it's really good to have on in the background when I'm, like, doing chores or I'm just, like, doing busy work or whatever, but if I need to listen to some, like, pick-me-up music probably gonna turn on like lizzo or something because that's what i've been listening to a lot of lately <laughs> that's fair i mean yeah <laughs> that can pick you up real nice yeah i do think it's like pretty magical that like the backstreet boys kind of hold this place along with a lot of other musical groups from the 90s where if you're like out you know at a pub and someone like puts on or like does a karaoke song or like you're at the club or something like that, and, like, one of these songs comes on that has been so popular, like, everybody is just, like, really into it. Mm-hmm. It's, like... They transcend time. Yeah, and it's just, like, a really positive, like, feeling, too. I don't think I've ever been around someone who, like, when everybody Backstreet's back comes on, they're like, ugh, not this again. Yeah, everybody gets psyched. Yeah. And I just, I really love that. It's, it's a, a great feeling. Yeah. If your enemy stared you in the face and started singing, <laughs> I want it that way, you would have to instantly become best friends, at least for those three and a half minutes. Yeah, you have to finish the song. <laughs> <laughs> and 
then you can go back to being enemies. But, you know, once that, while that song is playing, you're united. And that's beautiful. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> so, Danica. Yeah. Now's the time. What's your favorite what? Backstreet Boys song? Man, I don't know. This week was great. The only thing was that because I had them on like in the background so much, I was just kind of like listening and experiencing it. And I definitely wasn't remembering a lot of the like names of the songs. So. <laughs> um, but I don't, as good as some of their newer stuff is, I don't think that it's going to hold the same place in my heart as some of the older stuff. I don't think it can. Yeah. Like, I think that the older stuff just came at such a formative time and um, kind of connects you with, like, other people your own age who are also experiencing the same thing. Yeah. That I think it's really hard to get that magic when you're almost <laughs> 30, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, like, I agree. their songs can be catchy now and you can kind of like it, but it's not going to feel the same as listening to Show Me the Meaning of Being Lonely 20 times in a row. When you're 10 years old. <laughs> and meeting up with another 10-year-old and just being like, yeah, that was fucking deep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if I can pick a song. That's fine. My favorite song is kind of a deep cut. I'm ready. Uh, It's from their Backstreet Boys album, their first one. Yep. And it is, like, I love it because it's so cheesy, but also I, like, hate it, kind of. (laughs) But I can't. Is it Boys Will Be Boys? It is not. It is definitely not. It is Hey Mr. DJ. No. Yes. No. I can't help myself with that song. <laughs> That's on Backstreet's Back. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Whatever. You know what I meant. That is a... Yeah, I did. And that is a great album. It is a really solid album. Yeah. Wow. That is a deep cut. I didn't like... I definitely... I listened to that song this week, but I didn't really think about it that much. I was just like, oh, yeah, this song. And then, you know, it finished, and then I went on to the next one. But, like, yeah, it's a bop. It, I don't know, there's just something about the song. Like, it's just kind of different from the other songs that they had on there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just AJ singing the main, like, the lead parts. Mm-hmm. And then they're all harmonizing, and it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just got that weird, I don't even know what instrument that is. I'm assuming it's just a synth. And it's back in the 90s. It was yeah. all done with computers by then. And just like, well, I don't know when they wrote it. There were no real instruments. Um, but I don't know. Just every time it comes on, it just like, my ears just like prick up. I'm like, oh, it's that song again. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I think I've picked one. Okay. It's going to change. But for right now, I'm going to say The Call. 
That is a really solid song. It's really good. And <laughs> like the way that you described that you felt listening to Hey Mr. DJ, that's the way that I felt yeah. listening to The Call. Yeah. So that's going to have to be my choice. I mean, that one's definitely in like the top five for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It is just, <laughs> it's weird and different and takes you on a journey. It tells a story. Like, yes. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I learned I a fun really fact like that, well, probably won't ruin your childhood since you weren't such a huge fan. But no, go for apologies it. to anyone out there listening who was. So uh, the music video for that song. I remember it clear as day. Yeah. Thank you. How can you not? <laughs> it's a masterpiece. <laughs> um, fuck. What? I don't even know where I like got this trivia from, but um, they had to film it at nighttime. And uh-huh. the boys all have, like, their different scenes. So they weren't all shooting at the same time. They had different call times. Sure. And um, AJ, when it was AJ's turn, so in the music video, he's, like, wearing sunglasses in that club. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently As you do. he was wearing those sunglasses because his call time was, like, 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. or something like that. And he had been doing, like, so much coke oh, no. all night that his eyes were so red oh, that he just no. had to keep his sunglasses on to keep that magic alive. Oh, man. That, I mean, it's a look. Yeah. Iconic. So it worked. But also, man, yeah, one of them struggled with drug addiction. And I don't remember if it was AJ or not. I'm pretty sure it was him. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm going to say that, like, young, super successful boy band wouldn't be surprised if they've all done coke. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, one of them was, like, very open about, about the fact that he had struggled with drug addiction and is doing a lot better now. So that's great. Yeah. It's a success story. But, wow, cool. I, I'm going to go watch that music every time. <laughs> uh cool yeah sorry to burst everyone's bubble i guess yeah i think he was pretty thankful that he didn't have to like lip sync or anything during his scenes because he's like i don't know if i would have been able to (laughs) just like cool mysterious shots yeah yeah just look over there well who's that lady i wear my sunglasses at night (laughs) exactly it works Wow. Time to wrap up? Yeah. This has been a journey. Um, and it's continuing for you. It is. I'll be happy. You're going to have a great weekend. To report back in our next episode how it was. Yay. <sighs> <sighs> um, so let's get into our rubric. I almost called it a Rubik's Cube again, and I haven't done that in a really long time. Wow. And you also caught yourself and stopped you, sir. Which I can't do. Yeah, I'm letting you have all the (laughs) mouth troubles tonight. I'm taking it all. It is my (laughs) burden to bear this week. Our rubric. Ready. Fun factor. Go. Pretty fun, but also not as fun as I wanted it to be. Because I was under the impression that they were a purely pop group. And they're not. Which, like, it was good in some ways and then uh, disappointing in others. Right. Because it just wasn't what I expected, I guess. Yeah, not what you remembered. 
Yeah. So I'm going to say seven. Yeah, I think that feels about right. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I listened to them a lot while I was like, you know, like having a shower or doing my hair or something like that. Mm -hmm. I was like bopping along, singing. It was a good time, but I also started getting a little bit bored with like the stuff that I just didn't remember as well. Yeah, and it it was honestly more interesting than anything else. Even if I didn't enjoy all of it, it was just like really fascinating to be like, these guys have not stopped. Yeah. They did stop for a little while. But they've really not stopped and they've done so much and it all, it still sounds like them, but just in kind of different ways. And it was just really fascinating. Definitely. I feel good, you know, having done a bit of research about them now and I feel like I can appreciate them in like a different way than being 10 (laughs) and listening to their CD on a Walkman in my bedroom. Yeah, it's it's a totally different viewpoint and a totally different level of appreciation. Yeah, yeah. Cool. (laughs) That's the spirit of this show. So I feel like we've done our, our job. Yeah. Yeah. Was it worth it? Yeah. For me, it was definitely worth it. Big time. Yeah, I mean, of course it was worth it for you. You're seeing them live in like a couple days. I know. Fuck, that's gonna. Be One so of my friends at work, or actually two of my friends at work, they're like, "You should make a sign that says you can't get pregnant twice." <laughs> <laughs> like you can. Well, yeah, I, like, but you know what they're getting at. Yeah, I know what they're getting yeah. at. <laughs> Also, I'm going to be so far away. I was like, no. But also, that would be very funny. (laughs) Sorry, that just reminded me of the girl in the the Bachelorette who was wearing a a What Would John Paul Johns Do shirt. (laughs) And then she cut off a piece of his hair. And he said, okay. Oh, God. Oh, man. John Paul Johns. I don't really understand the obsession that people have with him. Me neither. But I really miss gonna, that train. Yeah, I'm not going to yuck anyone's yums. <laughs> no. They can like what they're going to like. That's right. I mean, and John Paul Jones is definitely not the worst one to pick. Nope. Could be Cam. <laughs> Ooh, boy. Ooh, boy. Um, so would you do it again? Yeah. 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 I mean, they're old stuff for sure. It's never yeah. going to go away. It's always going to be a part of me. And I would probably dip into their newer albums again as well if I just wanted some like fun, easy listening in the background while I'm like doing dishes or whatever. Some good old adult contemporary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't mind it. <laughs> what about you? Well, yeah, I'm going to do it again. Okay, but, like, post that. Probably. I mean, I feel like I go through phases in, like, my listening habits where I'll go through and I'll want to listen to just, like, all the new music that I've discovered recently. Mm -hmm. But then I'll want to, like, go back to something more comfortable. And I have quite a few different playlists on my Spotify account (laughs) to, you know... Scratch that itch. All those itches. Yeah, speaking of, so, like, I don't have a ton of my friends on Spotify, but I do have you. Yeah. 
and I was at work one day, and I was listening to Spotify, and I saw that you, four minutes previous, had been listening to Good Charlotte Lifestyles of the <laughs> And I was like, huh, kind of a deep cut. <laughs> it's been a while. Travis, um, we were, like, driving around, and Travis put on, like, this pop punk playlist uh-huh. from, like, the 2000s. <laughs> And it had just, like, all different things. Um, when was this? Was this a few weeks ago? Yeah, this was, like, a couple yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, so we, when we drove to Victoria for my cousin's wedding, I put that playlist on. Because that's, like, some music that we can agree that we both like to listen to. Yeah. Because, obviously, like, as stated in much previous episodes before this, but Travis is really into heavy metal, which I'm not so into, and I... Clearly, like, the Backstreet Boys, which he's not so into, but, like, pop punk is where our tastes collide. <laughs> That's where the two meet. Collide. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So. Pop punk is We great. were rocking out to some good Charlotte, rocking out to some My Chemical Romance. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Rocking out to some uh, Offspring. Ooh, I haven't thought about them in a while. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. The, I think the Offspring, you should... Uh, you should take another listen to another gander. All right, yeah, I'll do that tomorrow. Some good shit. <laughs> so now's the time, dear listener. What is your favorite Backstreet Boys song? Um, there's a lot there's, to choose from. Yeah, and you know, I'm gonna say the deeper the cut, the better. I want to. Yeah, pick a song that I completely missed this week. Yeah. And- glossed over and you're like oh my god if you're not listening to this song you're missing out open my eyes to even more backstreet boys because honestly there was like too much to get through in just a week definitely if it's i want it that way then that's fine and you can like that song but it's very obvious it's a great song (laughs) it's a fair choice but it's also an obvious choice yeah Uh, tell us on Twitter. We're there at Impressions Pod or Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we're there at Second Impressions Podcast. You can also email us if you have suggestions for future episodes at Second Impressions Podcast at gmail.com. Maybe we'll do InSync one day, but as we have discussed, we weren't really into InSync, so I don't know how interesting that would be. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to pass. <laughs> yeah, they also haven't had like the career span that Backstreet Boys have had. No, so. definitely not. Mm. No. Maybe good Charlotte, though. <laughs> <laughs> or just pop punk in general. Yeah. Uh, uh, they- God, that's so broad. What? Although we did do metal as a whole genre. Yeah. And country. And country. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we, we, can do whatever, we, we can do whatever we want. As going yeah, to say, thank you to Keegan for our artwork. And... Thank you to Travis for the music, and thanks to all of you for listening. My name's Danica. My name's Emma. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. That sounds like all of them. There's others. Who cares? Yeah, whatever. (laughs) But thank you for listening, and we will be back next week with a very special episode oh my god i can't wait (gasps) it's all it's all happening it all comes down to this (laughs) Ah!